听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎您来到轻松调频美文阅读 Morse Read， 我是沈听。让我们在这里一起听美文、学英语。在今天的节目中，我们将会听到美国电影演员克林特·伊斯特伍德的一句话，中国唐代诗人王维的一首诗歌《相思》（Love Seeds）， 以及由中国现代文人丰子恺所写的一篇散文《春》（Spring）。More to read， 用文字抒发感情。用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote。Respect your efforts, respect yourself. Self-respect leads to self-discipline. When you have both firmly under your belt, that's real power. Clint Eastwood. 尊重你的努力，尊重你自己，自尊带来自律。当你把这两者都牢牢地绑在自己身上时，就会产生真正的力量。克林特·伊斯特伍德。克林特·伊斯特伍德，一九三零年出生于美国的旧金山，美国电影演员、导演、制片人。1950年，克林特·伊斯特伍德考入洛杉矶大学攻读表演专业。1959年，他出演了电视长片《皮鞭》。1986年，他主演的《荒野大镖客》上映。随后两年，接连出演了《黄昏双镖客》《黄金三镖客》。1986年，克林特·伊斯特伍德当选为卡梅尔市市长，成为美国继里根之后又一位电影明星出身的政要。1995年，他主演了影片《廊桥遗梦》。2000年，他获得威尼斯电影节终身成就奖。2005年，凭借执导《百万美元宝贝》获得第77届奥斯卡最佳导演和第62届金球奖最佳导演。2008年，克林特·伊斯特伍德获得戛纳电影节终身成就奖。Respect your efforts. Respect yourself. Self-respect leads to self-discipline. When you have both firmly under your belt, that's real power. Clint Eastwood. 尊重你的努力，尊重你自己，自尊带来自律。当你把这两者都牢牢地绑在自己身上时，就会产生真正的力量。克林特。伊斯特伍德。More to read。闭上双眼，静静聆听，敞开心扉，慢慢品味。Poem of the day。相思，王维。
红豆生南国，春来发几枝。愿君多采撷，此物最相思。Love seeds, by Wang Wei. The red beans grow in southern land. How many load in spring the trees? Gather them to full as your hand. They would revive fond memories. We 此诗写相思之情，却全篇不离红豆，正用其相思子之名以观合相思之情。首句写红豆产地，次句以发几枝一问，语极朴实而又极富形象性。三句既意有人多采撷，言在此而意在彼。末句点明其相思属性。整首诗极为明快，却又委婉含蓄，语浅而情深。相传当时即为人谱曲传唱，流行江南。王维的这首《相思》一直以来都被人们当作吟咏爱情的诗篇，但从这首诗的另一个题目“江上赠李龟年”来看，这很显然是卷怀友人之诗。之所以在久经传颂之后产生新的意涵，也是因为红豆原产于南方，结实鲜红浑圆，晶莹如珊瑚，南方人常用以镶嵌饰物。传说古代有一位女子，因丈夫死在边地，枯于树下而死，化为红豆，于是人们又称呼她为“相思子”。唐诗中常用它来观合相思之情，而相思不限于男女情爱范围，朋友之间也有相思。可见，相思红豆既可借来吟咏男女之情，也可用以表达眷恋朋友的思绪。相思，王维。红豆生南国，春来发几枝。愿君多采撷，此物最相思。Love seeds, by Wang Wei. The red beans grow in southern land. How many load in spring the trees? Gather them to full as your hand. They would revive fond memories. Listen to Wang Wei's "Song of Love." 
，我们也来欣赏一首由英国作家艾米丽·勃朗特所写的以爱情和友谊为主题的诗歌。诗歌的题目就是《Love and Friendship》，爱情与友谊。艾米丽·勃朗特是英国女作家，她是安妮·勃朗特的姐姐，也是夏洛蒂·勃朗特的妹妹，出生于贫苦的牧师之家。1846年，他们三姐妹曾自费出过一本诗集，而《呼啸山庄》是艾米丽·勃朗特唯一的一部小说，发表于1847年的12月。除《呼啸山庄》外，艾米丽·勃朗特还创作了193首诗，被认为是英国一位天才的女作家。我们接下来要听到的《爱情与友谊》这首诗歌，讲述的是诗人对爱情与友谊的选择与看法。诗人借用了自然界中绚丽的玫瑰花与常绿的冬青树两种意象，将野玫瑰比作爱情，暗指其绚烂美丽但短暂；而将冬青树比作友谊，暗指其长久，经得住考验。Love and friendship, by Emily Bronte. Love is like the wild rosebrier, friendship like the holly tree. The holly is dark when the rosebrier blooms, but which will bloom most constantly? The wild rosebrier is sweet in spring. Its summer blossoms scent the air. Yet wait till winter comes again, and who will call the wild briar fair? Then scorn the silly rose wreath now, and deck thee with the holly's sheen, that when December blights thy brow, he still may leave thy garland green. Love与友谊，爱情与友谊，爱情像似野玫瑰，友谊犹如冬青树，玫瑰盛开，冬青苍绿，哪个能够芳华永驻？春天里，玫瑰娇美可人，夏日里，花朵把风儿熏香，可是
英文版本由张梦景、杜耀文翻译。春，丰子恺。Spring by 丰子恺。再迟个把月吧，就像现在，惊蛰已过，所谓春将半了。住在都会里的朋友，想象此刻的乡村，足有画图一般美丽。连忙写信来催我写春的随笔，好像因为我微傍着春，惹他们嫉妒似的。In another month, as in these days, the waking of insects, the third solar term is over, known as half of the spring has passed. My friends living in the cities think. That villages at this time are picturesque and beautiful. They sent me a letter, urging me to write something about spring, as if I was snuggling up to the spring and had provoked their jealous feelings. 其实我们住在乡村间的人，并没有感到快乐，却深受了种种的不舒服。寒暑表激烈的升降于三十六度到六十二度之间。一日之内。乍暖乍寒，暖起来可以想起都会里的冰淇淋，寒起来几乎可见天然冰，饱尝了所谓料峭的滋味。Actually, those living in the countryside do not enjoy the pleasures of spring. On the contrary, they suffer from the various discomforts. The thermometer shows a sharp change between 36 and 62 degrees. These abrupt temperature changes are all within a day. When it is hot, you may think of the ice cream in the city, and when it is cold, you can see natural ice. You can taste the so-called chill of spring to the fullest. 天气又忽晴忽雨，偶一出门，干燥的鞋子往往拖泥带水归来。一春能有几番情，是真的。小楼一夜听春雨，其实没有什么好听，单调的很，远不及你们都会里的无线电的花样繁多呢。When you're away from home and the weather changes from sunny to rainy, your shoes often become sloppy when you return back. How many fine days we have within a spring season is true, but. We can hear spring rain falling in a small mansion all night. Is really nothing special. Actually, it is very boring and far inferior to the various wireless broadcasts in your city. 春将半了，但它并没有给我们一点舒服，只叫我们天天愁寒、愁暖、愁风、愁雨。正是三分春色，二分愁。更一分风雨。Now, half of spring is over, but it gives us no comfort. On the contrary, every day it makes us worry about the chill, warmth, wind, and rain. In fact, within the three portions of spring, two for sorrows and one for wind and rain. 春的景象只有乍寒、乍暖、忽晴忽雨。是实际而明确的。此外，虽有春的美景
，但都隐约模糊，要仔细探寻，才可依稀仿佛的见到。这就是所谓寻春吧。In the spring scene, only the abrupt changes from warmth to cold and the unusual clearness after the rain is distinct. Although there are some beautiful spring sights, they are mostly dim. Only by careful search will you find traces of spring. Is this the so-called seeking spring? 有的说春在麦花生里，有的说春在梨花，又有的说红杏枝头春意闹。但这种景象在我们这枯寂的乡村里都不易见到，即使见到了，肉眼也不易认识。Someone says, "Spring lies in the calls of the flower girls," while others say, "Spring lies in the pale flowers," and still others say, "Spring flourishes on top of the red apricot tree." However, this scene can hardly be found in our dull and lonely village. Even if we could find spring, we may not easily recognize it. 总之，春所带来的美少。而隐。春所带来的不快，多而却。诗人此刻似乎也承认这一点。春寒，春困，春愁，春怨，不是诗词中的常谈吗 ？In short, the beauty that spring brings to us is little and somewhat concealed. The uneasiness that spring gives to us is plenty and obvious. It seems as if poets and Tsu composers reveal this point as well. Aunt Spring Chills, Spring Sleepiness, Spring Sorrow, and the complaints in springtime frequent topics of their poetry. 不但现在如此，就是再过个把月，到了清明时节，也不见得一定春光明媚，令人极乐。倘又是落雨，路上的行人。It is not the only case now, but even if a month later, when the pure brightness, the fifth solar term arrives, it is not likely to be a charming and most pleasant time. And if it rains again, the many street pedestrians will become heartbroken. Spring, by Henry David Thoreau. Every incident connected with the breaking up of the rivers and ponds, and the settling of the weather, is particularly interesting to us who live in a climate of so great extremes. When the warmer days come, they who dwell near the river hear the ice crack at night with a startling whoop as loud as artillery, as if its icy fetters were rent from end to end. 
and within a few days see it rapidly going out. So the alligator comes out of the mud with quakings of the earth. One old man who has been a close observer of nature. And seems as thoroughly wise in regard to all her operations as if she had been put upon the stocks when he was a boy, and he had helped to lay her keel. Who has come to his growth, and can hardly acquire more of natural law if he should live to the age of Methuselah, told me, and I was surprised to hear him express wonder at any of nature's operations, for I thought that there were no secrets between them. That one spring day he took his gun and bowed. And thought that he would have a little sport with the ducks. There was ice still on the meadows, but it was all gone out of the river, and he dropped down without obstruction from Sudbury, where he lived, to Fairhaven Pond, which he found unexpectedly covered for the most part with a firm field of ice. It was a warm day, and he was surprised to see so great a body of ice remaining. Not seeing any ducks, he hid his boat on the north or backside of an island in the pond, and then concealed himself in the bushes on the south side to await them. The ice was melted for three or four rods from the shore, and there was a smooth and warm sheet of water with a muddy bottom such as the ducks love within, and he thought it likely that some would be alone pretty soon. After he had lain still there about an hour. He heard a low and seemingly very distant sound, but singularly grand and impressive, unlike anything he had ever heard. Gradually swelling and increasing, as if it would have a universal and memorable ending, a sullen rush and roar which seemed to him all at once like the sound of a vast body of fowl coming in to settle there, and seizing his gun, he started up in haste and excited. But he found, to his surprise, that the whole body of the ice had started while he lay there, and drifted in to the shore. And the sound he had heard was made by its edge grating on the shore. At first, gently nibbled and crumbled off, but at length, heaving up and scattering its wrecks along the island to a considerable height before it came to a standstill. At length, the sun's rays have attained the right angle. And warm winds blow up mist and rain and melt the snow banks, and the sun, dispersing the mist, smiles on a checkered landscape of russet and white smoking with incense, through which the traveller picks his way from islet to islet, cheered by the music of a thousand tinkling rills and rivulets, whose veins are filled with the blood of winter, which they are bearing off.春天亨利戴维梭罗凡事有关河和湖的开动春光之来临的一切琐碎事对我们生活在这样极端的气候中的人都是特别的有趣的当比较温和的日子来到的时候住在河流附近的人晚间能听到冰裂开的声响惊人
，有一位老年人，是大自然的精密的观察家，关于大自然的一切变换，似乎他有充分的智慧，好像他还只是一个孩子的时候，大自然给放在造船台上，而他也帮助过安置他的龙骨似的，他现在已经成长了。即使他再活下去，活到马土萨拉那样的年纪，也不会增加多少大自然的知识了。他告诉我，有一个春季的日子里，他持枪坐上了船，想跟那些野鸭进行竞技。听到他居然也对大自然的任何变换表示惊奇，我感到诧异，因为我想，他跟大自然之间一定不会有任何秘密了。那时草原上还有冰，可是河里完全没有了。他毫无阻碍地从他住的萨德伯里地方顺流而下，到了梅港湖。在那里，他突然发现大部分还是坚实的冰。这是一个温和的日子，而还有这样大体积的冰残留着，使他非常惊异，因为看不到野鸭。他把船藏在北部，或者说湖中一个小岛的背后，而他自己则躲在南岸的灌木丛中等待他们。离岸三四竿的地方，冰已经都融化掉了，有着平滑而温暖的水，水底却很泥泞，这正是鸭子所喜爱的，所以他想。不久，一定会有野鸭飞来。他一动不动地躺卧在那里，大约已有一个小时了。他听到了一种低沉、似乎很远的声音，出奇的伟大，而给人留下深刻的印象。那是从来没有听到过的，慢慢的上涨而加强。仿佛它会有一个全宇宙的、令人难忘的音乐尾声一样，一种温郁的击撞声和吼声。由他听来，仿佛一下子大群的飞禽要降落到这里来了。于是他抓住了枪，急忙跳了起来，很是兴奋。可是他发现，真是惊奇的是，整整一大块冰。就在躺卧的时候，却行动起来了，向岸边流动。而他所听到的，正是他的边沿摩擦湖岸的粗粝之声。起先还比较的温和，一点一点的咬着，碎落着。可是到后来却沸腾了，把他自己撞到湖岸上。冰花飞溅到相当的高度，才又落下而复归于平静。终于，太阳的光线形成了直角，温暖的风吹散了雾和雨，更融化了湖岸上的积雪。雾散后的太阳，向着一个褐色和白色相间隔的格子形的风景微笑，而且熏香似的微雾还在缭绕呢。旅行家从一个小岛屿寻路到另一个小岛屿，给一千道丛丛的小溪和小涧的音乐迷住了。在他们的脉管中，冬天的血液畅流
从中逝去。今天的节目就要结束了，感谢您的收听，我是沈听，我们明天见。